Right, all right, right. What is up, YouTube Boxing Family? I'm here with the one and only Ryan Pino. This is KRAS 7435 here. I'm back at it with another good boxing chop session with another good fighter. Um, Ryan Pino, uh, yeah, just tell the world who, uh, who you are and how to get into boxing. <laughs> man, I, man, appreciate it for, for the opportunity for this interview, man. Uh, you know, I'm grateful, man. Oh, glory to God, man. Ryan Pino from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm originally from New York. I was born and raised over there, but now um, half half my childhood I've been in Puerto Rico and New York, you know, up and um, back and forth. But now I'm living here. Uh, I did um, half of my my um, amateur career here. So you know, we is ready for February 11th. We got a good fight. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Yeah. Uh, now that you say that, um, do you consider yourself New Yorkian or just Puerto Rican? <laughs> Uh, nah, I would say New York because I was born over there, but I got my roots from over here because, you know, like, like I have, I was raised over here, but New York has a big Puerto Rican fan base. So, you know, it, it's been like, I go over there, I still got my little Puerto Rican love, you know? Yeah, because I got Puerto Rican blood on, like, I'm a, like, I'm black and Puerto Rican, but, you know, like, I've always get that question with, like, a lot of people. <laughs> like, you know, if you're born there, then you're technically Puerto Rican, but if you're born in New York, then no, you're just, like, a straight <laughs> New York Rican. No, no, but because I, I went to school over here in Puerto Rico. Oh, really? So I, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I know how it is, Puerto Rico. Like, the real thing is not like I'm from New York. I used to know from Puerto Rico. I, I know how it is. I was in the hurricane and everything. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, like, I hope everything's well over there because, you know, the hurricane is, yeah. Yo, thank um, God. Every, everything's running perfectly, man. Energy's back. Everybody's happy, you know. Thank God. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask about your amateur pedigree because you had a pretty stacked, you know, resume of guys that I've heard that you've been in the ring with. Um, could you dive in deeper, like, about that to explain about how'd you get into that? Man, so my father was a professional uh, wrestler here in Puerto Rico, and my mom was a professional fighter, and so we got into that. Uh, uh, I was born in this, you know. So I was in the gym, maybe two, three, four years old. I was already in the gym, you know, playing with the with the glove, with the hammer, throwing it. At five years old, my my parents um um had me have my first amateur boxing fight, and everything started since then, man. I did over 270 something amateur fights, man. I fought literally anybody. Uh, I, I used to go to New York for summer vacation, and I ended up in the gym. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I, I even won uh, the Timo Lopez in the tournament here in Puerto Rico. Oh, oh nice, nice, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting that you say that because um, you have a very good style. Um, I appreciate, you know, the boxing fundamentals that you have. And, like, I think a lot of people just look at the record and they just think that um, you're not like that type of good fighter, but you know when they don't understand boxing, they're always gonna jump out the gun to say, "Oh, well, he's not that good because you know look at his win-loss you know ratio." But that's not how boxing should be. It should be about you fighting the best competition, and you keep leveling up away from it to to keep uh, to keep getting better. So, um, um, with that being said, do, do you feel like where things are at right now, you're in a really good spot because you're taking a lot more risk in your career where you're actually getting better from these tough fights? Life is a risk, man. You know, like, even out of boxing, life is, life is always a risk. Even um, crossing the street, 
any type of business, you know, you're always at risk. So, yeah, this is, I was raising that, like, from that era with the Sugar Ray Leonard versus Hagler, you know, all those people. The, the best fight the best. That's all in love in boxing, you know? So, even at the amateurs, I was like, um, in the normal fights, no tournaments, they used to have us um, go, um, let's say the, the 140s, they're going to stand, let's see who's going to fight. Nobody in the 140 wanted to fight me. All right, so let's go 150-something. All right, so when we see them at 160, they're too big, so we're not, we're not going to take that risk. You know, I, I'm not stupid either. We're not gonna, we don't want to get hurt. But I was in love with the sport. I just want to, like, show my skills. I just want to fight, you know? So I came with that mentality to pro. Not just that. I didn't have a good team. It was just me and my dad, you know, who we struggling to fight. So we had, like, a manager. We had no promoter. So we had to get whatever came. And... And I'm to be honest, I'm glad for my losses because that give me the experience that, that I have today, you know? So yes, let's go to MMA. You see these guys with, with um, 10 wins and 7 losses, but they come, they consider champions, veterans. Why not in boxing? Well, you want to get like a paper champion that, that the dude is fighting taxi drivers, you know, mailmen, and they're all undefeated with, 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 with 10 and 10 knockouts and you really haven't fought anybody? Yeah. So you don't want to so give me my friends because I have a few losses. And it's not because um, I have a few losses. With who and how I lost. Because yeah. it's a business, you know. You go to their hometown, you win the fight, but you lose the decision. You know? Yeah. It happens to me a lot. I have, I have draws that I, that, I, uh, uh, that I won. Yeah. I have losses that I won. But I accept my, you know, I, I, accept, I accept, you know, it is what it is. Now I'm going to hometown fights. I'm taking my thing a lot more serious. I got a bigger team. You know, I'm getting my doctors, my nutrition, my massages from everybody. You know, like everybody that I need to. My trainers, everybody. Everything's on point, man. I feel like I like. I don't feel. I know I have a a, a championship team. You know, a championship camp. You know, everything is going perfectly. Thanks to God. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because I don't think a lot of fighters want to be in that position because uh, they're so hyped into the Floyd Mayweather era where, um, you know, they have to be undefeated. You have to be careful who you fight, but that's not how you get better. And, um, you know, like um, I used to wrestle back in high school um, up in New York. Um, like I wrestled out in Clifton Park in upstate New York. Uh, it was called Shenandoah High School, but they were one of the t- uh, they were one of the top leading schools in upstate New York, but how it worked was that um, you were going up against like, the best competition in your state. And then after that, you got invited to invitationals. And then if you did good at that, then they'll bring you to states. And I just like, I went 27 and three, but out of those losses, I kept dominating everybody. Like I kept getting better. Yeah, I kept, yeah. Like I never felt afraid of losing. Like That's basically what I'm saying. Like, for you, like, you're basically on that same path. And I think, like, what you're doing compared to Devin Haney, compared to everybody in the game right now, like, you're getting way better. And I think that's, you know, that's a really good, you know, um, like, a, it's a very good developmental practice to help with the sport. No, and, and not just that. My record doesn't show my skills or my skill set, you know? But you can look at guys like uh, Emmanuel Augustus. You can look at guys like Gabe Rosado. You know, uh, uh, Orlando Salero, they got a few losses and who they were, they, they fought the big names, they fought the big cards and, and they are who they are today. So why I can't do that? You know, so I like, like I said, my record doesn't show uh, my skill set. 
Like I, I, I feel like I have a high IQ. I'm, I'm doing really good in boxing. You know, I like, hey, I, I've been doing this since I was five years old, man. That's all I know how to do. So I study my sport. I'm in love with my sport. It's not just dedication. I'm in love with this, man. Yeah, because um, I think I think also a good thing about fighters that you know that have been doing successful in the past is that they set the door to open up a more a bigger commitment from fighters uh, today that actually want to you know um, advance their careers. And um, I think like um, when it comes to fighting the best opposition, like you actually get like a certain drive in your skill set where you're more confident to come into your fights and and uh, you don't think about losing you just think about performing and i think i think that's the biggest problem that a lot of boxers don't want to face uh, they don't want to face up the performance you know pressure because um if you're not preparing yourself mentally or physically then you know that's how fighters you know end up getting clipped you know at the higher level Oh, exactly, man. Like, I gotta think. I have to um, give a lot of thanks to boxing because, like, I've been in camps with Jorge Linares, uh, Jose Pedraza, Montana Love. They call me out for sparrings and everything. And these are the things that you appreciate that and that makes me go up to a different level. You know, go a, a, a level higher. You know, because you understand the levels of training that you have to do. Not just work hard because every fighter works hard, but work smarter and how to do it too. You know. So this is why one of the things that it keeps me growing, even with all my losses, like I said, I don't see them as losses. I see them as experience. I've learned from them what to do and what not to do and how to do it too. So this is why I feel like I'm at the level and God is giving me all this glory. And obviously I got to give it back to him because all the glory and, and praise is to him. But he's giving me all these things to to. To learn and be big, you know, like I, ha- I had to go through all these losses to be big. Yeah, um, I definitely like agree with that. Um, I think you know when it comes down to the, like the to just just let the skill set. Like you would say that you know at this point, let the more you keep competing at you know at the tougher competition, you know, eventually you're really going to start taking over the world title level because you know that's getting you ready for the 12 rounder battles it's getting you ready for like what happens if somebody tries to hit you with like a big shot that you didn't see and then how do you respond to that in a more you know um hyperactive state and i think i think the good thing about fighting tough competition is that when you um get in there with a tough guy and you actually go through those wars of just understanding how to be defensively tactical um you actually know how to like make those quick fast like adjustments because like to me like i see a lot of fighters that are not prepared to do that and they end up getting knocked out pretty fast because it's like you're just not ready for it like you know it's just something that you have to be naturally instinctive to be prepared for it yeah and, and it's just like life if you hang out with lawyers you're gonna know about anything that has to do with lawyers you're gonna hang out with uh uh businessmen you're gonna know anything about business you know so like I'm, hang- I'm trying to be around people that can level me up, people with um championship mentality. So that's why I think I'm being successful the way I am, because I'm trying to um have um positive people around that can make me grow. You know. Yeah, and uh, that's why that I like you like a lot because um I actually uh, saw um uh, like on um, one of your fights against um Rashad Mahdi, and um yeah. I actually ran into him on my birthday um at the Serrano Taylor card and. I told him like, yo, dude, like, like, um, you fight in good competition like this is, 
you know, just gonna make you better. And uh, that's why that I like talking to people like you, because if I talk to people that are like stuck up, that don't care about being better, then I uh, then I don't think that helps like the sport. So um, I, um, I'm talking to people that like to help out with the sport by, you know, challenging. You know themselves, and, it, and and it's actually funny that you mentioned that fight because that's one of my favorite fights. It's not because of the fight, because of the all the circumstances that was happening at that moment. At that moment, my dad was in a in a coma. Oh wow! That fight, and I'm not gonna lie, I was dead broke at that time. I was alone with my dad, taking care of him at um, at a hospital. I was not training. I wasn't training like for three months, and I was really rushed. They called me like four days before gets to uh, uh to fight him and i say oh they was offering me a certain amount of money i try to get as much as possible i hop on the fight and that was the only fight i was gonna take a dive i'm not gonna lie and and me and my manager um my manager started looking at the fights and he said ryan i you know with your skills and with your skill set and everything i think you could beat this guy this guy doesn't have doesn't have much and he started pumping me up and motivating me and you know let's hey let, let, let's go for it then so i'm not gonna lie i was depressed at that time my dad yo, my dad he was my best friend you know like i was low on weight i wasn't even eating he was trying you know he was trying to survive trying to you know give everything for my dad he was at a hospital in coma it was two months in coma and you like to be honest like it was a really close fight i wasn't i wasn't really in, 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 in any type of condition I was just headstrong, you know, that let's go. I know my dad's fighting, so I gotta fight. That that was what I was saying for everything in my, in my mind at that time. So, and we did what we did. Like, and personally, I thought I almost, almost dropped him in, in the sixth and last round. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, that's one of my favorite fights because everything that happened um, um, before that, my dad died a month later. And, you know, like, I said, oh. I, I, got, I, gotta fo- I gotta focus on my thing. I, I gotta live the dream and, and, and do everything he wanted me to do so that's why I got more focused on everything I did you know so it's funny that like I said they actually mentioned up that he brought that fight up yeah yeah because I never knew that like like I was thinking that you were doing very well and, and I thought you almost came close to hurting um Rashad and you know like I asked him like about that fight and he's like yeah man like you know that guy pushed me and you know I felt like you know I was going deep waters with them but um uh, that was a really heavy, you know, loaded fight, and you know, you showed like a lot of heart in there, a- along with him. And I just think, you know, those type of fights, you know, people don't know what you're going through mentally and physically. And um, I think, like, I think that's like another big issue that not a lot of you know casual fans want to talk about, you know, about mental health. That you know, you're human too, and you know, anything that happens, you know, behind closed doors, you know, that does like affect you in, um, in the ring. And I think that needs to be like heavily like addressed, especially at the high level. Um, yeah, pe- pe- people just um, um, look at boxers like it's just punches. No, we go through a lot. Like we gotta make weight. We have to miss Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, birthdays. You know, of on um, family events. Just to sacrifice each, um, ourselves to, for boxing. You know, and to give guys to give you guys the fights you guys want to see. You know, it's not just like just punches. There's a lot that we have to miss. It's a lot we have to give, and amazing, and sometimes not even receive. Yes, to fight. Yes, 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 to give glory or yes, you know, get a paycheck to to give back to our family, for everybody could be good, you know. So, but with Rashad Mari, you know, he's doing good. Um, after that fight, I had a talk with him after um after our fight, man, he's doing good. So he's he's a good fighter, and you know, these are things that that fighters do, man. You know, like we fight through everything. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, like as far as um, that goes, uh, before I get to my other question, um, Kind of Local Sports has something in Spanish that he wrote for you. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, he says he's a fan of me that, that I always fight with everything I got. <laughs> Shout out to Kind of Local Sports, man. He, he got a few of my fights on his page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, like another good fight was that um, one fight card. It was called, uh, um, I forgot. Oh, Ring City, Ring City USA. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. Uh, that promotion was really good. I don't, I don't know what happened with that, but um, I like, you know, about the fights that they did for that uh, for you. Um, but I was also gonna ask, like, in regards with your um, up and coming opponent with Jason Velez, um, how did that come about, and what's up the, you know, purpose for this fight? Um, well, we was trying to get a belt for um for this fight, but he didn't want to um agree to any uh terms with the weight so i haven't done 140 pounds since probably like 2019 and he was trying to make it uh, a 140 his last fight was at 140 i'm a 147 man you know so I, I, i'm like six feet tall it's really hard but like i said we may have made the adjustments with everything like i'm walking at right now i'm walking at 145 i'm only two pounds away yeah and we're like <laughs> two and a half weeks from the fight you know so we were trying to make at least a title fight, but he didn't want to agree. So he's still going to pay for it, a title on the fighter. You know, I'm still going to beat him. You know, I feel confident with my, everything that's happening. And um, I'm just happy that it's happening right now. He's been with a lot of big names, but I feel here in Puerto Rico, he's getting a bigger name with me because nobody really cares about him or knows about him. But everybody's going to know about him now, especially the way I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> Yeah, um, I actually saw his fight against uh, Tito Mercado, and um, I'm actually friends with Tito. And um, he told me that fight was difficult, but you know he um, he could take a punch. Um, he's really he's durable yeah, until but, you start breaking him down. But I'm a, but I'm asking a question. What weight is Tito Mercado? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like a 135 pounder. I know exactly. I'm yeah. a 147 naturally. So when when you see a, a, a monster like me in front of you. Yeah, the welterweight is a different, different level. Exactly. So I'm gonna be big. I, I am bigger than him, but I'm gonna be a lot stronger. He's gonna feel my weight. He's gonna feel my power. Yeah. Me. He's gonna feel all the pain that I've been through, bro. I sparred with this dude before, with, with Jason Velez, but like a few years ago. And I know what he's capable of. He he's like a a, a dumb fighter. He, all he does is go forward, take punch. He takes two punches to give you one. So what's gonna happen when I give him two punches to get out the way? <laughs> Yeah, um, I was just about to say about your weight class, like, I think where you are right now, I think you scale a lot better at welterweight and above versus 140, because what I've seen from you at 140 is that you punch really hard, but the power wasn't there at 140, but, but at welterweight, I think that scales a lot heavier because you actually know how to sh set up your shots a lot more smoother. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, 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 like I said. With, with time, you, you start learning. You know, like I said, I haven't made one for since um, 2019. A lot could happen from there. I've learned a lot. I learned how to um, um, use my power when I need. I used, cause I used to box a lot. I used to like, you know, like that Muhammad Ali, Nassim Hamed, you know, Hayden don't get, you know, like Caleb Plant, that he used to um, um, base off a lot his defense. Yeah. So I started um, um, acknowledging more my offense. And the way I could kind of, if I stand a little bit more, I could hit harder. 
So now, we, we now you know, like I said, we, you start learning from everybody. You start learning how to uh, uh, how to stand a certain way to hit harder, hit and then take it away and move out the way and be defensive. You know, so now with this knowledge, with all this, I I feel I can make one forty with now use power at the day of the fight and be defensive too, not just be a defensive fighter or an offensive fighter. Yeah. Like I said, if I if I have to fight on the inside, I know how to do it. If I have to buy from the outside, I can't do it too. You know, so now, like I said, it's everything about like Bruce Lee said. You know, like I, I fear a man that practices one punch a thousand times than a man that practices a thousand punches. You know, so now, like we we go with a certain plan. How we're gonna do this? How we do this in a certain way? So I feel we could bring that um, energy, that that knowledge, that power too, and that fight um, um fighting style. To 140 and come up to the fight at 147, 150, 155. But like I said, man, like life is, is challenges, man. So I'm not afraid to fight at 140. If there's a good opportunity, we fight at 154, 147 is like my, my where I'm, I mainly stay. But you know, I'm not afraid of challenges, man. That's why we even took this fight at 143 because mm. it's a challenge. The challenge right now is the weight and, and already um, um, beat it. I don't think yeah. my opponent is a challenge. I just think you just standing <laughs> in the way of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just um, gonna say like about your campaign to to get to the world title. Um, like, if you had it in your perfect world, like, what weight classes do you want to start conquering? And then, what's up the plan to like start going for like the big names, like the Errol Spences, Errol Spences of the world, or the you know, or the Sebastian Fundoras or whoever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, like I said, this is my in, in a long time. It's like um my first fight around close to 140. Uh, we just did 140 around like um sorry 143 the uh the weight of the fight about like three days ago, and I was completely happy because I got to eat now a little bit, you know, play with the weight and you know eat, train, go down, go back up, you know. So I feel we can make 140, but I'm a naturally at 147. You know, I feel yeah. um, I feel good there, but. I really would like to fight for my next fight on Josue Vargas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you saw it, you know, so, like, he said he said he was looking for a fight, and I love challenges, so, um, he's another fighter that he has a, a good name, and I would like to send him to retirement, too, because, you know, I don't think he has a chin anymore. I don't, I don't want him to get hurt. He's a, he's a young guy, you know, and he, he could um, um, be successful in other things. I don't think he's up in boxing, so I want him to take him out. But... Um, yeah, like, whatever my team and I decide, because I, I, I can't be a, a one-man band, you know, I, I go based off my team, too. So, what, what's best for me, because sometimes I can feel this, but it's not the right thing. So, well, me and my team decide 140, 147. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll do it. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think there's plenty of great fights, because, you know... Um, where you're at right now like people may think like oh like who is this guy blah 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 but it's like you know you have like a really stacked um resume list of like opponents that you fought and i think that only makes you like a lot more marketable to keep challenging yourself against other difficult opponents and then eventually you know nobody can't run away from you um i think i think that's what a lot of fighters really you know look at as far as like on paper opponents but then once they get in there you know it's a whole different level um, I was going to ask, like, in regards to, uh, I guess, like, um, I assume, um, you're a Puerto Rican, right? Right. 
Uh, I was born in New York, but I was kind of raised in Puerto Rico. So yeah, um. I'm a New York Rican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna ask um, in regards to Puerto Rican boxing. Uh, do you think Puerto Rican, like, uh, do you think Puerto Rican boxing is dead, or 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 do you think it's you know just as strong as you know you know everybody else, right? I so we we have a little laid back. We had. Um, now boxing in Puerto Rico is um, coming back to life, even 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 so a little in the amateur. Yep. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, we had a um, bad um, experience with the uh, federation over here as an amateur. Like my last um, national tournament, I won it, and the next weekend I went pro. You know, so you could you at that time you could tell that like how it was, so like. I used to like um, win the national tournament, and the guy that I beat used to fly, and he used to leave me. Cause you know, like <laughs> over here, you know, yeah, yes, like that Miguel Cotto, that 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 Tito Trinidad. Everybody wants to be a brawler, you know, hands up. I, that's not my style. I, I and I'm not gonna do that unless it's necessary. Cause I'm not expressing myself as a fighter, you know. So now it it has it's getting a lot better. Even in pros right now, like you, you see, um, um, this these cards with um Universal Promotion and Gaimbo Sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How how we how we're getting bigger, how we're getting known, and and we great fights too. It's not you not just seeing like yeah. a dude real muscular with a with a with a chubby ugly dude that he's coming for the check. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, like it's competitive fights. Like just like me, you know, like and. and I feel I like these people because it, it adjusts to my style too. So yeah, yeah we are grow we are growing and and <clears throat> with good prospects, and I'm on the way too. I feel like I could be the next Puerto Rican star too. Yeah, because um, I would say for my top ten, I would definitely put definitely you, um, Luis Melendez, Xander Zayas, um, Juan Zayas. And um, um, who's the other guy? Oscar, uh, Oscar Coyazo, Subra Matias, and uh, the other ones. Um, who's the other one? Oh, Brian Polacco, and uh, the other three. Oh, um, Orlando Capo Gonzalez, Henry Montro LeBron, and then um, who? Um, who's at the last one? Oh, um, Jonathan Gonzalez, and then I'll throw in like Amanda Serrano because she's fighting next weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. So you you just by. Off those names, you see, we have potential, you know. <clears throat> so we just gotta like, get out of our comfort zone and, and go to the next level, you know. So that's what I've been traveling, training in different camps too, just to learn from everybody and, and and see a way that I could grow in this boxing game, you know. Yeah. Even being mentally or physically, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to grow and be the best. I'm gonna give it my all, like I always done. Even let's say even without a fight, I'm going to a fight without training. Like like I mentioned, oh you you see what I could do without no training. So just imagine me training and, and being at my best, everything focused and calm. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, um, as far as like future fight venues, like do you do you have like a set plan of where you want to fight? Like, you know, try to try to get fights out, you know, at the Madison Square Garden or down in Florida or you know wherever. Man, I was born in New York, and you know that I only fought in New York once. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, and that was against a hometown fighter. So, I, I, w- I would say Las Vegas, but I already fought there. I fought in the, in the Richard Mari at, at the um, yeah. Henny and, and, and Linares fight. Yeah. So, yeah. that's like that's like the dream come true, bro. You see all the lights, all the big stadium, you know, like everything you dreamed about as a kid because that's what you grew up um, watching. But I would love to fight there again, but just me being the head um, um, liner, you know, the, for world title or anything. So that's my next step. But yeah, I, I'm like my mission is man, I can't I can't retire boxing without fighting in Madison Square Garden. Man, I got my family, I got my, I got people there, you know. So I want to see that support. All my Puerto Ricans over there that sometimes can't fly over here to the island, you know. Like so, I want that's everything I want, man. Yeah, and, and obviously I want to give back to like kids, you know. I want to be inspiration for other fighters too. That even if you got a few losses, you can still make it. You know, just work hard, get the right people, you know. Because sometimes you can work hard. And have the best talent, but you don't got the right people to guide you. What are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. So just get the right people. Train. I want to be inspiration for everybody, man. That that's my main goal, and, and and let and let out that people know that that the glory for all this and the keys to all this is God. Yeah. I really do want to see you fight at the Yankee Stadium and the New York Mets Stadium. I think if that's a you know possible venue to set up that like you know that's like a really great event and if you bro, can bro i'm oh. sorry i'm interrupt you but if that happens man you you know you 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 because you say that i gotta give you an interview to you man you're, you're oh yeah. If yeah, that yeah, happens, yeah 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 <laughs> i'm just i'm just putting out ideas because you know new york is such a great venue for so many great stadiums but like i've never seen fights being made out there because it's like you know that's all baseball but it's like why can't they do that like you know that's like a perfect spot for it and um if, if, if i'm oh. not mistaken i'm gonna go quarter fault there once if i'm not mistaken oh really yeah if i'm not mistaken he he fought he fought a guy that he had a bad knee i don't remember the name it was, it was a white dude oh yeah 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 i think i know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i would like to also see a fight in albany new york because um like um i'm from albany but the reason why is because um, if you could have a setup at the Times Union Center or at least out in Saratoga, um, you could get everybody from New York City to come down, and you know that's like a one-shot, you know, you know, site for everybody to go see the fights. So, I think I think if at the Capital Region can definitely get involved and have those bigger venues, um, I think I think that could easily expand like your name branding as a fighter. Hopefully, after this fight, we we gonna get a, a bigger name, you know, because like. Puerto Rico is my home, man. But I want to, I want to be known everywhere. I want to fight where, where people can see my talent, my show, everything I could do, man. You know, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying this humbly. I'm not trying to be like this hockey dude, like this nah. is me. But I, you know, I, I'm a killer in the ring, but I'm humble in the streets, you know. So yeah, man. <laughs> New York, I, I will fight anywhere in New York, you know, as long as everything is correct, you know, and they treat us fair, man. No problem, man. Yeah. I was gonna ask about your training regimen. Um, who are you with, and what? type of style would you describe yourself that you're developing you know as a fighter man so i'm training with uh um two-time world champion ivan calderon oh nice, nice, nice. so yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, on, that's in the uh, boxing part and yeah, my um, strength conditioning and when, when staying in conditioning i'm with um jason ramos and uh he's got you i'm searching calon pr in instagram man he yo with this guy, I only been like probably like three months, and I feel my body change in a lot of ways, man. I'm not even lying. Yeah. So, um, and my manager sees a TNT from um, far right. 
And so we we have a we have a, a a good camp, man. Like I'm not like I'm saying this the best camp I ever had. Not one of them, no. The best camp I've ever had. I'm not lying. So we we always ready for war, man. So like my dad always taught me how to fight the three styles of box, you know, inside, mid range, and, and the outside. So I just use that. I I I rather have it and not use it than to I'm needed and I have it, you know. So I can fight any style. Um, obviously, as the fight progresses or the situation that it puts me in, I'll fight a certain style. I'm always back. I'm always use that jab. You know, I'm always hit, hit you, move out. But if I have to go to war with you, stand toe to toe, I'm gonna trust me. I'm gonna do it in any way. You know. So, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm. I would say I'm a, I'm a natural um, boxer. You know, hit him and don't get hit because that's the sign of boxing. Yeah. I think I think the biggest issue that a lot of people don't understand is that the shots you take may not look like that they hurt, but they're very, um, you know, game changing. And I think like for the most uneducated casuals that talk negative about that, they you know they don't understand how tough it is to actually take a shot while you're moving. And um, you know, I've always learned this in wrestling where you know when you're hurt, when someone tries to put you down, you should not you know turn your turn yourself away from it you have to like mask it in a certain way where it doesn't show as a potential agent of vulnerability for somebody to hurt you no i agree and, and it's nothing that like i'm gonna use it as i'm gonna use this as an uh, example and i have nothing against basketball because i love basketball but <laughs> in basketball is a team right and somebody you know like like a pinky or a shoulder or you know they get hurt and they can't stop and they have to stop playing in boxing, you're gonna see us all bleeding, all swollen. They're gonna ask, "How are you?" Oh, we're okay, we're fine. You know, so yeah, people don't, don't understand that. Like you, like we have, we, we train for that. You know, we train for pain. It's like the army. You know, we train for pain. We train for battle, and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to do several air patrol um, back when I was younger, and they kind of said that the same thing. Like once you elevate from that to air force, you have to be ready for everything. But um, yeah, just just like in wrestling, um, you know, my coach has always told me, like, if you're bleeding and, you know, you got like a massive cut, don't, you know, don't act like, you know, it's going to, you know, bother you. But guess what? Like, you know, you're going to have to battle through that as if, like, you know, this is like a real, like, you know, real, you know, life or death um, situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I did that. And, and even in the fight, it's a lot of uh, uh, mental games, too, because if I'm not mistaken, I was five and one. Um, I was on going into my my seventh fight, and I was going against this dude, um, Anthony Mercado, bro. The dude was oh dude yeah, was, um, yeah, yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, he was good bro, back then. When I when I fought him, he was uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, ten and, and and one with nine knockouts. And I didn't even want to fight him because I went to um, um go um take my friend for to to weigh in. And I I was obviously I wasn't trained to fight, but I was always in the gym. And we take him to to win and whatever. Yo, um, his opponent's not here. Like, what do you want me to do? Oh, if you want to fight him, how many rounds? What well, weight? This and that. So we get to agreement. And you know, I lay back like, nah. If you if you want to fight me, like you tell me what literally one day's notice. I want this type of money. In the second round, bro. Yo, this dude give me a headbutt, bro. Like the biggest um scar I ever had, bro. The, it was so oh ugly, man. Screw, bro. So I touch on, I see blood in my glove. 
And my trainer said, oh, how am I doing? Oh, you just had this little thing like that. You, you don't worry, you're fine, bro. And I had to like, oh, yo, it was so crazy. And I won the fight. Ugh. That was like, that was probably, yo, like that was one of my biggest experiences. And then me and Anthony McGraw was good friends. We still talk and laugh about that thing. Man, you can hit, but man. yeah, those, those, those are things that, that, that people don't see or people don't understand. You get out of the ring all, all sweaty, vaseline everywhere, all hurt. Straight to the hospital, man. I, I had like, probably like seven stitches in the outside and the inside had like six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really was going to ask like about like, you know, but the a corruption of referees in the sport. But when you have that referee that doesn't care about, you know, heavy fouls, about like a fighter that doesn't, you know, follow you know about the rules in a fight, do you do you have to do you have to you know resort like on like on uh, like uh, like do you have to resort to that self defense mode of doing something dirty back to the fighter if they try to do something, you know, foul to you. It's sometimes really risky because sometimes it's, you know it's the it's the politics in boxing, man. You know sometimes the the referees are playing for the promoter and the promoter has his fighter, so you know the, the, a boxer give me a low blow and they don't say nothing. You know like uh, they he'll give me a low blow, I go down, they'll count me as a knockdown. But if I if I do the, the slightest little, I just clinch them and they'll take a point away. You know so that that sometimes it affects your mental yeah. state because like I'm fighting against the fighter and the referee too. You know, so it's like it's like if I knock them out, I'm gonna get a draw. You know, so it, it it's kind of, it, it sucks, but it's politics, it's boxing, and it's sad that's happening. And you know, because of these politics, we, we're getting um taken off the uh, boxing out of the uh, Olympics. You know, yeah, because so that part about it. Yeah, because I was gonna say, in a perfect world, like if boxing didn't have uh, the state interfering and all these corrupt uh, commissions and promotions and sanction bodies in it. Um, if it was purely marketized to a level where there was fairness, um, I assume that, you know, in a perfect setting, like nobody shouldn't be able to, to get away with trying to throw low blows and that's considered a knockdown. Or if somebody tries to throw like dirty punches at you while you're leaning on the ropes and then the referee counts that as like a TKO when that's clearly you know a disqualification or if someone bites you or anything like that um but like I just, it's a dangerous sport because you get the, the biggest example with boxing look at the Pritchard Cologne situation you know? yeah yeah a lot of, you know a, a lot of um, um, illegal rabbit punches as one as he did that probably like once or twice trying to at least get back at the dude you know like bro like take control take justice and I'm not mistaken they took a point away and, and look what it led to you know it's, it's very dangerous you know so if, if there was, like you said, if in a perfect world, nobody would have been undefeated. Cause you know how many champions uh, have really lost in, in, in their career, but just so they're protected, they'll give the decision to them or just give a draw, you know? Yeah. Just to try to be fair, but it's not really fair. Yeah, I was gonna ask like about like, what advice can you give to young fighters where when you see something fishy inside a uh, pre-fight, you know, routine where like a team is doing something shady or something dirty. Like, sh- uh, should should you should you come out of your way to try to investigate it before you make that decision to stop a fight? Or, you know, how can you how can you you know prevent that you know situation from happening if someone tries to cheat you? Man, first of all, before a fight, you gotta learn these things, study it, you know, because like that you'll be prepared for when it happens, but. 
I rather quit a fight if I'm getting um, I'm treated illegally. I rather stop a fight because it's my health, man. You know, so I yeah. I rather stop this fight today so I can fight the next day. I don't want to go in as a tough guy, get get certain type of punishment, you know, and get really hurt. It's not just boxing my life too you know I, I got a family to you know take care of you know and i got people that love me you know so i don't want them to be hurt either you know so i, I rather stop a fight talk a fight the next day you keep the win that, that, that's nothing for you and, and deep down you know that's wrong and god sees that too you know so it's better be uh, protect yourself at all times you know but just be smart with it like obviously there's a, there's a game of war there's a fighting game if you're gonna do something to me i'm gonna do it back you know yeah. So, but I, I want always be a gentleman in the ring. But if you get foul play, man, try to try to um, either do it back, try to get justice for it. Hey, if not, just take a step back. It's your, it's your health, man. It's your life. You got yeah. a family to take care of. You got a family that loves you. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest thing in boxing that you've dealt with that makes you have those aspirations to say, like, you know, like, you know, this is so hard every day. You know, like, you know, this, like, you know, like. Is there something that's very uh, difficult in this world that kind of like dismotivates you, you know, while you're training, right? All right. So in a tra- in a training um, level, um, the hardest thing about boxing is boxing. Yeah. Because like you literally have to like, bro, wake up, train three times a day, and sometimes you don't really want to even do it. You know, like you're you're so tired, <laughs> but sometimes you have those people that 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 loves you and that motivates you, that pushes you to do it. So, like, a boxer trains when there's a fight. A champion is always in the gym, you know, working hard, you know, that, that, like, 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 every successful person and every, and anything they do, like, get, they go that mile extra, you know, like, like they push themselves to be great. That, you do the sacrifice now, and you're gonna, you're gonna see the results when they come back, you know? Mm. So, yeah, like, you gotta make weight, you still have to train hard making weight while, while you're hungry. You know, you gotta yeah. go to sleep early, <laughs> you gotta wake up early. You gotta put like yo when you're in pain, like like literally in pain. You gotta keep going, you know. So that's yes, that's even for your mental. Like, it builds you up good. So yeah, that's one of the hardest things. But outside of the training camp, you know, like it's kind of hard when you have like people that that, that trying to play you, you know, business wise and everything, you know. So yeah. that, that and, and, and it's kind of sad that that boxing has to leave. This. You know, like 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 I said, the politics. But yeah, the training is always gonna be hard, but it, it's worth it, man. Trust me, it's worth it. When, when yeah. you, like you look at look at me, man. Look at all my losses, man. I, I keep training hard. Don't don't lose that faith. You know, I know someday it's gonna it's gonna give. You know, and, and hey, I'm happy it is happening for me. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna ask about that, like, you know, as we see like the rise of like YouTube boxing being a thing, like. Do you think that's disrespectful to a fighter like yourself that puts in that work where no one gives you the credit for you putting in all that sacrifice in? Because it seems like people get certified for doing that more than for what you do. You're taking risks to put your life at risk and put yourself in greater sacrifice for, you know, for the entertainment. No, so, hey, some people say that that is good for boxing because this and that. And some people say it's boxing because this and that. I agree with both of them, to be honest, because it, it is disrespectful for me that I've been fighting for all my life and I'm going to go into a hard fight, big fight for, I don't know, let's say uh, for change, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and these people just get out of a YouTube chair to be on, on fighters with three fights already making three million, you know? 
but yeah. that's the part that's the part that's disrespectful for me but in the other part they're bringing in boxes too in those big events and they're getting unknown or or fighters that deserve to be known you know like like, like i said like fighters like me like in puerto rico it's like a celebrity fight right now so we're, we're ray charlie and guy with the producer they're like some um, like influencers you know so because of that people are going to see that and, and they're going to see the rest of the fights and, and i'm included so yeah like i said it's this is first they're gonna win a lot of money a lot of fame but i'm in it too so i'm gonna get known too so as like i said at some point all this is still paying off in the other in a way or another so it's good for the sport too you got it got it depends on the way you look at it or or how you're doing it so look yeah. at jake paul when the amanda serrano has won a million dollars because because of, of jake paul she you know now she's um, making money so we got to be grateful for that too if not she would still have been um, a world title fight for ten thousand, and and that's unfair yeah, yeah. I like uh, the reason why that I asked that is because like part of it in my mind makes me think it's mediocre. Because for one, if you see like let's just say like Kim Kardashian, like if she comes out of her way wanting to get into a YouTube boxing event and you know, she she fights some woman that has some experience but you know, they end up hurting each other bad and you know, you come out of your way like fighting like somebody like I don't know, like King Kenny off of YouTube and you blow him out. Like people may think it's funny, but at the end of the day, like this is not something that you play. Like, you, like, you know, um, you don't play boxing, but on top of that, like when you look at the mockery that they're doing, but on top of what the promotional game, like it's good for you to get, to get the exposure and you're getting fans. But on top of that, like if boxing were to pay like all the other major, you know, big sports um do you think like you know you would focus more on legacy uh like on rather than money to expand your career as a fighter and and more people would be focused on that rather than youtube boxing or any other celebrity fighting um yeah man so obviously because where i'm coming from you know my background my history with my family and boxing yes i am going for legacy but I'm sorry, man. Legacy is not paying the bills, man, right now. So I got if I gotta go, I gotta go with money in this, in this situation. But yeah, yeah, like, but I understand your point. Boxing, you can't play with boxing. There's not, you know, those gloves and pro and and not just that. If you don't have the proper training, man, you could really get hurt. Because even with proper training, you still get hurt. You know? Yeah. So it, it depends on how you look at it too. But but in, in the circumstances, in the circumstance where um you're in too because so like yeah so like if, if you're trying to do it for the money you may get hurt so what's money you know if you don't have happiness you don't have help so money's not gonna fix you a, a broken arm or broken eye or whatever yeah because the reason why that i bring that up is like let's just say you know if boxing was more marketized and decentralized to the level where if I like you as my fighter and I want to put my money on you and we as a community of fans have a localized, you know, marketized, you know, um, uh, like a method to give fighters, you know, about the money that they deserve. Like, um, wouldn't that benefit you more to take, you know, you know, more support from the fans that care about you versus like, like on um, relying off of a promoter or, uh, or basically, like, um, whatever type of financial struggles that you go through now, like, I'm saying, like, if there is a way where 
fans like us where we could come together and create like a grassroots community to to create a, a decentralized market for fighters to give them all the money that they need to to sustain like any other you know regular professional athlete do you think that would benefit you and the rest of what the boxing world to help it grow to that level yeah, I agree, but like the way you support us, to be honest, is going at, going to the fights, man. I'm going to the pay per views and, and supporting us, man. Like you said, but everybody has their bills, you know. Everybody has their situation, but that's like the promoter's job to do those things, you know, get sponsorships, you know, things like that, you know. Because we, the, yo, right now, like you can see us making money, but the, it, it goes a lot into um, um we we invest a lot. Our uniforms, our meal preps, you know, we have to pay our trainers. You know, it's a lot of, you know, things that people do not see. Oh, they made a thousand something, but you got to give percentage, not just a, a bill. No, it's a percentage of your check to your trainers to people. And that's what helps to grow into it, you know. But yeah, sometimes, you know, everything is a business, man. If, if they offer me a fight and they say that, they don't know, for example, $10,000, I don't want that money. I want a little bit more. Or, okay, I, I find it unreasonable for that fight because you got to look at the event, too. You got to look at who's the promoter, where it is, how long is the fight, you know, like those, those type of things. Because I'm not going to make uh, $10 million fighting at a high school um, um, basketball court, you know? Like, who's going to go there? Like, what, 300 to 500 people? <laughs> you got to be real. I got to be at a big stadium. There's a lot of things that go behind it, too. So, but yeah, yeah like... The way we get support, man, is fans um, supporting us going to the fights, man. You know, supporting our our events. You know, and, and obviously we do this, guys. We do these things for um, for you guys. You know, for you guys to enjoy it. So we could be with you guys on pictures and everything. You know. Yeah, because um, I was just wanted to ask that because you know I was talking with other people like Tim Witherspoon Jr. He's the son of Tim Witherspoon Sr. and um, you know, I was also listening to uh, people like Clarissa Shields, where she she was bringing up that same notion to say, like, you know, if you want to support your fighter, then, you know, give them, you know, about the money for their, you know, for their fights or like, like, I just wanted to get your point of view as far as like, you know, if there's any like solutions or tools that fans could like naturally come together with where, you know, um, if we want to chip in like a GoFundMe for you to say, hey, let's give Ryan like, you know, a million dollars like i'm just making something up but you know yeah. let's just say you know if i'm like a rich person and, and i really do support you as a person and i really want to like you know support your career like like people should come out of their way to create like a grassroots financial stash for those athletes so therefore the sport can continue growing so therefore you don't have to come back to it the only way I will I will um um support that if the fighter is somebody that works hard that that you know that doesn't have not uh, have the uh uh the people behind it to do it you know like, like on his own you know like a, like a manager things like that then yes I will support that you know let's say there's a hometown fighter but he's literally you know I you know he's poor you know he doesn't have no like he doesn't have to eat because boxing boxing is a poor man's sport because I'm not gonna, I don't, don't want to get punched in the face. You know, but this is the, the things that, that, that life put me in to make money, you know, and I, thank God I'm good at it. So I'm making money off of it. I'm, I'm safe for it. So, yeah, if there's a fighter that really needs it, you know, that, that he has, a, you know, like he's not living in good condition. He doesn't have food. Of course, I'm going to support that. You know what? Dude, who is it? If I got to chip into it, I will do it too, you know, because I, I come from that, you know? 
Like I've been hungry. I I I've been at the point where I got out of the gym. And I don't know what we're gonna eat. I had to get like two dollars just to get a Chef Boy RD something like that, you know. So yeah, of course I, I'm gonna I'm support that. But if you're a world champion or something like that, bro, you're rich. You you got everything, or you're a top prospect, or you have a, a company that's moving you around and, and that's supporting you. You don't really need that because they they're doing it for you. But fighters, hometown fighters, people do not understand that. I was at that point, like I said. So yeah, sometimes you know our community fighters, we do need something like that. You know, hey, here you go, and, and, and have somebody to invest in fun. Because sometimes we go a little bit crazy, you know, like because we, we're poor, we, we we get that type of money, and we don't know what to do, and we're gonna want to buy everything we never had. So yeah, like have somebody um, um control it and manage it for you. Hey, here you gonna go? Here you go, a uh, hundred dollars a week for you can get for food, you know, and you can manage that, you know, because you don't have nothing. This is the only um type of money you have, so you're gonna manage it right. Oh, you don't have clothes? Here you go. Fine. Now everything is money too. Sometimes we need clothes. Sometimes we need uh, a food. Sometimes we need certain um a pair of gloves. You know? Yes. You know? It's like not everything is money, but yeah, every type of support for boxes that do need it. Yeah, I'm always gonna support that. Yes, I do agree with you with that. Yeah, because the reason why I bring that up is like there was a point in time in the you know in the um, United States and. I believe it happened out in England and France, and there was these things called friendly societies or mutual aid societal firms where people actually like created decentralized like funding, um, you know, services to help out people that were in need, and um, you know that like you know that was like a really big thing that a lot of state government authorities didn't like because they knew that if that were to be bigger, that would actually create a pure decentralized um, marketized base to break away from that chain so if i supported like let's just say black people and we as black people wanted to come together to decentralize that that notion to be to be supportive to one another instead of going back to the state that that uh, divides us then that would actually make us a lot stronger as a people and 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 um if we were that successful to create more black wall street firms to be more uh, financially um, independent through our trust and through our cooperative means, then I don't see why that can't work for a person like you if I like you as my brother or as my sister or anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but not just that, man. So being in, in, in a rough spot, in a poor situation, and you're trying to make the best out of it on a sport, why you're not going to support that? I could be out selling drugs, robbing or whatever, you know, being poor and what, you know, trying, trying to get out of it. I'm trying to do a sport, something that's a positive thing. Why you're not gonna support it? You know, so I, I think you, I think you should support. That's something good. That's something positive. You know, that's something. I'm, you know, he, he could be a, a, a probably. You know, I'm a fighter, and somebody did that for me. Obviously, I'm gonna talk about it in the in in the in the future. Be a motivational speaker. You know, and that's gonna inspire somebody else to do it, and, and it keeps the positive role going. You know, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just figured I'd bring that idea to you because, like, I I, I think, like, you know, it, like, if we can create something, you know, that's big like that, you know, that could that could easily change up the game, you know, forever. Bro, uh, even one, even just one pair of boxing gloves could change any kid's life, man. Trust yeah. me, you don't, have, you don't have to, you don't have to go crazy, but yeah, for <laughs> anything you can, one pair of boxing gloves, that could change any kid's life, man. Trust me, when, when you have nothing, you receive it, even those ratty gloves. Bro, they're, they're mine. You're gonna treat them with pride, you know? It doesn't, even the most small thing, man, you know, just 
everybody I seen that bro you support your local kid man they're trying to fight you know they, they like and, you know and fight for for good you know to grow you know those are the people that represent you you know in the future hey I give those kids a pair of gloves man look where he's at I'm glad that I'm part of it you know that that, that gives you joy that gives you you know motivation to do anything keep doing good yeah uh yeah well the last question I, that I wanted to follow up with is um you know what influence do you want to bring out to the people that support you um before it's all said and done for boxing man literally everything i was just saying man you know like i come from nothing man i come from like my, in my school they said i was gonna be a nobody that i remember with this one teacher i had a history teacher in 10th grade um <laughs> you know it, you, you you're a kid you know you're gonna be started making jokes in school and everything and and me and my, and my friends he said that we were gonna be uh of low life and everything, we're gonna be criminals. And I told him, you're gonna see him in TV one day. And you know what he replied to me, bro? Yeah, I know. They're gonna see Ryan Pino that he's in jail, this and that. And I was like, what? And, and and the good thing about it is that, that I saw him a couple years later, and he told me, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Yeah, I'm a professional fighter now. And you know, he was so shocked, man. So yeah, these those are the people that I wanna um, um, shut up and I wanna inspire them to not do those things, man. Give me hope, man. So I want to give back to, to my community, man. I want to give back to anybody that needs a, 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 a ear, you know? Like, like, yo, hey, keep on, keep focusing, man. You know, you could do it. Just have faith in God and work hard, man. Just be humble, you know? And deep down in your heart, that's what really counts. You could act whatever, but deep down in your heart, you have the right mind, have the right heart, and do the right thing, man. So just, I'm right now, I'm working on myself to be a better person every day. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm trying to be the best I can. You know, so I'm working hard in the gym. I'm really focused on this because I know this has to give. I'm tired of partying, man. I already party. I don't, I don't even want to go out. You know, <laughs> I, I'm tired of all, all that thing. So I'm really focused on boxing. And to be honest, I feel peace. I, I, I see happiness and, and things that really matter. Family, man, my dogs, man, my people. And you know what? I go to the gym, man. They're my family because I see these people every day, man. You know, and they're happy to see me. So I'm just focused on, on doing the right thing. And, and, and getting a better life for myself, man. Because, you know, that party life, you know, that show life, for, for who? For, that's for you, man. But that's not benefiting me in anything. So I'm just working hard to to give back to the community in any type of way I can, man. You know, and anywhere God could put me to bless anybody, I will do it. All righty. Um, I, I appreciate you for, uh, you know, bringing those strong words. Um, yeah, man, like I had like a lot of fun. Uh um, hopefully me and you could do this again and um, uh, do, you, do you have any final words to say to Jason Velez you know before you knock him out <laughs> Jason man I know you are ugly like an ugly person an ugly fighter man but I don't make you're gonna be uglier when I be hitting you and beating you up and you know I hope he goes back after, I know he's gonna go with pain but I hope he goes back with health and nice you know to his family but I'm gonna be victorious that night alrighty man yeah man I can't wait um is there like a promotional platform that people could watch a fight or? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you you can go into Nikon TV if you go. I'm um, for in the App Store and the Play Store. That's, right. Uh, they're one of my sponsors. They're, they're my people, so they're gonna be um um giving uh the live fight on pay per view. If I'm not mistaken, it's like ten fifteen dollars. If I'm not mistaken, you know. So there's a lot, bro. Trust me, this is one of the best cards in Puerto Rican boxing in a long time. You're going to see um, undefeated fights. You know, undefeated versus undefeated. You're going to see a woman card. Obviously, one of the biggest fights is mine. 
you know but yeah like you know it's a it's a real um um pleasure man to be with here with you man i i like what you're doing i like your concept i like what you're doing with the sport of boxing man and thank you for the love man you know keep doing your thing man like you 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 support boxing man and, and you're giving people um, um, what they need, you know, showing the boxers who they are in these great interviews, man. I love your questions, man. Thank you for the support. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, you know, like I'm happy to, you know, chop it up and hopefully, um, you know, I can see you, you know, one day, um, you know, fight. So, nah, man, I'm telling you, um, Yankee Stadium in New York, you said it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm down here, like I'm down here in Florida, but you know, like I can, I can go out to Tampa or wherever, but I'll go back up to New York for sure. All right, man. Anything you need me, man, when another interview, man, is always going to be grateful, man. Thank you for everything, bro. Yeah, hopefully that you give up the belt, so therefore, you know, we could talk about championship status. <laughs> you see, you see. Just give, give, give me like a year or two. Yeah, man. Like, I'll <laughs> definitely keep supporting, man. So. Appreciate right. it, man. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you very much. All right. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Shout out to Ryan Pino and shout out to Puerto Rico. And um, yeah, you know, like I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. And um, yeah, you know, um, you know, on to the next one. And uh, y'all know what it is. You know, shout out to the TWT. Shout out to the mighty, mighty LDBC. And yeah, here's the outro. I'll see you guys later. Peace out, guys. And uh, goodbye.